Okay, so um, I think we can go ahead and start recording. Hey Matt, how are you today? Doing good, Natasha. We've um, got some topics to you about. <laughs> what are we going to talk about here? We do. Um, so this is kind of like our, our extras uh, thing. I, we were thinking it'd be fun to kind of reveal how we pick our topics uh, to talk about. Um, we kind of just remember things that were annoying and write them down and yeah. go through the list. You sent me a text. You must have been really annoyed this week. There were like four <laughs> items going I've on. I've been bottling it up for years. <laughs> I well, can't wait to find out what's in the bottle. Could, could, you, could you read them off? Yes. So yeah. the first thing you said, earn the right to have an opinion. So what's that about? I like it, I think. So I'm sure people have had moments where they... Um, get feedback about something, mm -hmm. right? Or somebody comes into a new company and starts like, you know, just throwing comments at everything. Yeah. Like, oh, that's no good. Why do you do it that way? That, that really stinks. Oh, right. right. Or, wow, all these processes are broken, right? Well, that's that kind of stinks, you yeah, know? Yeah, because maybe they don't have enough background or insight. They didn't earn the yeah. right to like stomp around and start shouting things. Exactly. You I'm have no idea that. how long people have worked on trying to fix those things. And maybe there's way more issues than you're aware of. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's just something different than what you thought it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just unfair to start having... And who are you to say... What something is. Who like what are gives you? you the right? And if we do this topic, which I bet we will, we could also talk about style over substance. It's oh. Like, what are you saying yes. and how are you saying yes. it? Yes. Oh, yes. The, uh, the Kennedy thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm sold cool. on that. Earn the right to have an opinion. Topic number two. And I'm going to add sound effects. The mm. bureaucracy is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Bureaucracy is stifling and is awful. Yeah. Um, and everyone says they hate it. Like, the red tape! We can't get anything done! Right? Uh, but wait a second. What happens when you remove all the red tape? All the bureaucracy, right? The extreme, right? Mm -hmm. There could be some cases where, like, mm, I kind of want the checks and the balances. Yeah. Right? I'm working see... on something, though, that's so simple, and it's taken six months, and the email traffic is making me crazy. So I'd actually like to have just one day to see yeah. how bad <laughs> yeah. it could be if we had no bureaucracy. And then I'll choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a bad yeah. place on this one right now. Well, and that, that could be interesting. We could contrast <laughs> each other, because I could see, like, really bad scenarios. And I, and I was also thinking, like, so at what point does bureaucracy become Kafka-esque, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And not to kind of overuse that term, but that's a, that's a real thing, right? Um, and, and at what point, no, is it actually beneficial? And, and the, the bureaucracy is actually there as a protection because there's laws about that or there's anti-discrimination things about that, that. That's why you have those balances. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I get that. The bureaucracy is killing me. Yeah. Topic number three. The secret rule book. I don't know. I don't think I can tell you about the secret rule book. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about then. Maybe I'll just speculate. But is it's, it it's one secret. of those uh, journals that has like a lock <laughs> on it? And it's like uh, your parents like find it in your room. and Yeah, and they yeah. try to pick the lock. Yeah. And they're like, how do, I, how do I pop this thing? <laughs> no, it's like the secret garden. You have this key. No, no, it's, not, it's nothing like that either. Um, and it's nothing like the secret. Uh, <laughs> Not that kind of podcast. <laughs> no, um, no. The secret rule book is like the like like 
you go into a place and there's like a code language and you're like, oh, I don't even know what we're talking about. And that's almost Orwellian in a way, but but kind of not. Like, I, I want to be careful about using that term because yeah. that's... you're getting all of your, like, big yeah, Kafka-esque big, and blah. Orwellian <laughs> things in the mix today. All the 20th century authors. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, that's like when there's a secret language or a secret, like, set of expectations that you're just not aware of, like those social norms. Yeah. And it, at what point, sometimes people, like, will conflate those things. Ooh, Big words. You won't believe what he did. Right? He blah, blah, blah. Right? And I was like, well, I didn't realize that was so bad. Why yeah. is that a thing? And people, and, and like, what do you mean by bad? That's a good thing. Oh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Yeah. Right? So the secret rule book to me is like how to crack the code or know when yeah. people are talking in code. Yeah. Well, I think co- talking in code and then, and then maybe with like a slight twist to it where like, what is valued as good or bad? Like some leaders or managers can be really tough with understanding like, well, you know, why do some people get rewarded for doing what seems to be the same thing that I'm doing? Hmm. So like, the secret rule book might have chapters for the whole organization and then ooh. they might have like special chapters for just yes. like specific groups or yeah. bosses or characters. Yes. High profile players yeah, in the story. I think so. All right. Yeah. I like this. And then the last one on the list was innovate or hide. This is like yeah. fight or flight. It is. <laughs> it's fight or flight. Or hide. It's uh it's you better start making stuff or you're out of here. Now, I mean there's a there's a famous I think it's a book, Innovate or Die, um, which is talking about like how companies have to innovate or or perish. Um and I and I want to take a, a twist on that. Like well, a lot of companies have, in, in word alone, not in spirit, adopted innovate or die as a, like, we're going to be an innovative company and we're going to stand up a whole department called innovation. Oh, more oh, than Oh, and now you failed already. You've stood up a department <laughs> called innovation. And then you go and you tell everyone yes. your job is to innovate. Everyone yes. is responsible for innovation. Innovating. And then I walk around in the organization and I see all of this stuff coming up. And I'm like, how does that connect to our strategy? How does this work? How does this even work? If we did <laughs> right? all of this yeah. innovative stuff that we're talking about doing, how does that add up to an orchestrated strategy that helps us compete and win in the unique right? way that we want to win in our landscape? Not to mention, which is I know it's one of your favorite topics, it's like the change saturation. Oh. Like at what point does this yeah. just drown you? Absolutely. Right? And then it also mm-hmm. taps into the empowerment concept. Yeah. You tell everyone that you're the responsible for innovation mm-hmm. do you empower people to come up with all these great ideas but we never act on them and we never invest in them right and that is a big turnoff yet on the other hand if you stand up this giant group whose role is to innovate yeah you give them giant budget their um binoculars are set out so far on the horizon as they should be right sure the things that they are bringing in we don't actually see them landing anytime soon and so the dots are not connected no so i think striking the right balance around what it means for an organization to innovate that's probably it's probably not easy and there's probably a a twist on the hide part of it too which is the the whole idea of like but at the end of the day you still have to make money 
And so if your thing fails, are we actually like promoting innovation or are we going to go, yeah, you're out of here. Your thing failed. Wow. That's a really great discussion. Right? And that's happened. That happens to a lot of, of not necessarily like low, low level employees, but like those mid-level, you know, executives who are, um, who are willing to take the risk and they yep. get it, mm-hmm. right? But they don't have enough power or prestige or political capital or whatever you want to call it to weather the storm yeah. when things don't go well. And or it's they don't really get unfair. to come to bat more than two or three or four times in a row because we right. know innovation doesn't win every single... Right. Not every idea is going to fly. It's a crapshoot. So you need to be in an organization that lets you have a few strikeouts. How do you take calculated risks and how do you know that they're calculated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Sounds which like ones... there's a lot to talk about there. What, what, what seems most interesting to you? Um, we talked the most about the innovate or die. But, That's true. But um, I also really like the secret rule book. The secret rule book. So yeah. <laughs> um, I narrowed your four down to two. You could be the tiebreaker. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's start with the secret rule book. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stop this recording and we'll jump over to the real the real secret rule book now. All right. I'll see you on the other side. Cool.